think we need to organise a dog walker. I think so. It was such a mission to try and set him up tonight. So, we'll probably get rudely interrupted by our lovable dog, Archie. So, apologies beforehand if you hear a bark. Apologies. Hmm. But uh, I think we need to organise someone on a weekly basis. Just one night a week, an hour walk. Get him out of here. Yeah. Because so this, is, this is hard to do sometimes. Sit down and focus without the barking and the biting and the chomping. Yeah. No, it definitely is. And we want to do this one, hopefully, eventually on a bit more regular basis and a little bit more current. So, we need someone to look after him. So, people out there. Anyway, that's our problem. <laughs> Your problem is to listen to this episode. It's episode number 10 now. <gasps> Far <laughs> out. I can't believe we got to 10 already. Thank you to everybody that's followed us along this whirlwind journey of the podcast that is Look Mom Hustling. Mm-hmm. Very appreciative. Yeah. Here's to 10 more. Cheers. Oh, yes. Cheers. <laughs> At least 10 more. <laughs> and this one's a little bit different for us because we're doing it at night time and we usually do it during the daytime. So, we've got a lovely cup of tea. Cup of tea. Yeah. Instead of a coffee. Mm-hmm. Probably should have had a coffee. Maybe an, an 8, 8 p.m. coffee <laughs> be a bit much. Oh, no. Nah, I pro- wouldn't sleep at all. You'd be hustling all night long. Hustling all night long. <laughs> but uh, let's get into today's uh, chat. So, it's a different type of hustle, I guess. We watched mm-hmm. uh, a recent TV show on Binge. I think it's on Hulu in America. I could be wrong. Called uh, Generation Hustle. Yeah. It's actually a really interesting show. It, like, it's either like targeting young people or by young people, but it's just like hustling, but- Scamming. More scamming and, <laughs> and conning and conniving characters than um, go-getters, I would say. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> this- Because I guess this what? generation promotes, like, hustling and all that kind of stuff. So, Hustle people culture. are trying to, like, you know, make money, get there as quick as they can. So, you have a lot of these people just coming in, not paying attention to the rules <laughs> whatsoever. Just breaking the law. Yeah. And- uh you have the government coming down on you, in which case a lot of these people did. So, there's 10 episodes, I think. Yeah. And we we'll probably go into some maybe a little bit later on, but we just decided to focus on like three that we thought were pretty interesting. Yep. Um, such varied stories as well. But this first one, should I should I dive into it? Yeah. Let's just uh, segment them up. So, yeah. we'll jump into it. The fir- It was the first episode, this one? Yeah. So, this was the very first episode. It is called The Hollywood Con Queen. Mm-hmm. Do you remember much about this episode? I do. Yep. Yeah. Um, so this one here, it particularly targets young people. Um, it's more of like a social media scam. So they approach people like from Instagram and stuff. So just up and coming either influencers or photographers, maybe actors or things like that. Actual hustlers. Yeah. Like people that are just ready to make the next step. So someone approaches you like a sponsor and be like, yo, what about all this money? Mm-hmm. And then start building like these sort of relationships. Yep. Um, but the biggest difference between this one was is like they were super like in-depth scams as well. So, what they'll do is they'll like target someone, research like their background and then target a scam specifically designed for that person. Right. So, the, the person's dived all the way in, mm-hmm. probably spent weeks, if not months, researching a person, their hobbies, their, their I guess their passions, their interests, and then- the scam to them. Yeah. This is like, are we talking like a common, this is like a common thing or this is like just, this is, we're talking about just the story, this episode, right? Yeah, this yeah. episode, but apparently there's like a lot of types of similar, similar scams. Ones. Right. Because um, they'll make up fake websites, domain names, um, like blogs, all that kind of stuff. We'll have like completely fake in-depth profiles that you wouldn't even 
question to begin with. Yeah, be like, oh, this looks totally legit, 100K followers, right. all that kind of stuff. So, in this instance, they were the person doing the scam was imitating, uh, like, movie producers and, like, high up people in the entertainment industry, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, heaps of different people. But the main ones, I guess, the people that w- wanted to do the interview or do the doco um, was, like, they mainly impersonated uh, Wendy Murdoch. Um, and her yeah. assistant, Aaron, and then I think it was Leanne Jobs as well. So, like, those are the main kind right. of, like- Never heard of them. No. <laughs> the Murdoch, you know Murdoch no, newspaper? M- sure. Yeah. <laughs> those ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, they mainly impersonated those ones. They, so, like, approached photographers and things like that. So, they imitated the people in higher-up places in pr- mm-hmm. production companies and in wealthy spots and basically approached photographers and- um, actors and stuff mm-hmm. like that or whatever to essentially do what? What do they try and get them to do? Well, it depends on the on the person. So, this particular story focuses on three people. So, like, Gregory, who's, like, this nerdy sort of screenwriter. Yep. Um, Nathaniel, who's, like, this super fresh, um, like, photographer. So, he's not- Super green, but still quite shy and new into the business. Okay. The other one was who was my favorite was Damien, the Aussie extreme athlete guy. That dude was hilarious. Yeah, he was so good. And then Jesse, who was like more of an established photographer, like her like parents are um well up in the I guess society chain and stuff like that. So she, you know, I think it with her particular story, like her dad was actually friends with like Rupert Murdoch. So she to her it wouldn't seem like a scam. Be like, oh, Wendy's like mess email me to do this job, like totally legit, it's totally feasible. Yeah. yeah. So. This is just like three or four people targeted by this one scam, right? And obviously yeah. they did, I think at the end of the episode, how many, how much money did they end up scamming out of? Oh, it was like it was, a two, two, two year process, right? They were scamming was. hundreds of people. Yeah. Depending on, I think it ended up being like millions and millions of dollars, but like that screenwriter guy, they got like a hundred K out of him. So the way they'll get money out of them is they were saying, we have jobs in Southeast Asia and Thailand and stuff. We need yeah. you to come in take photos or um, mm-hmm. just look at locations or just basically just come here and we'll just tell you what to do when you get here. Yeah. And then what happens? How do they get the money out of them? Well, so that's like, that's what they all have in common. So, like, they start building up this relationship and they're like, all right, we need you to fly out. Yep. So, that's like the first step. And then so, once they fly out, they're like, keep all the receipts, keep all the documentation, you'll get reimbursed afterwards. Okay. So, that yeah. the, 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 the scam was- We'll fly you out. You've got a huge deal coming. Yeah. You'll um, have all this money. you got this contract. You know, we, but you need to put some upfront costs there mm-hmm. and the upfront costs were never recouped. That's, exactly. That's the scam. Yeah, pretty okay. much. And then so because they were in like a foreign country and things like that and they were like didn't have working visas, they had to pay like daily permits. So, some were like forking out like $800 to $1,000 per day for like a permit they wouldn't get, I guess, bothered or anything like that. They'd have to exchange their currency at these super, like, dodgy currency places. So, like, all these scams sort of had things in common. But you, if you buy it, like, I'm obviously, I've watched it with you, but mm. obviously the people going there uh, as part of the scam are all by themselves. So, love that, not like they're with a, a crew or an entourage. They're by themselves and they're getting chauffeured around by a person that's probably in on the scam and stuff. Yeah. And you have no choice but to get cash out, really. Once you're there, you're- you're stuck. Exactly. Because they, they supply the hotel, which is usually like a really nice hotel. They supply the driver. They supply like your tour guides, all that kind of stuff. Like they have like constant communication as well. So, they'll email and talk to you on a daily basis. So, you don't like have any red flags or have like super well researched, like in-depth itineraries. Like mm-hmm. so many steps are like taken in this particular scam, like to just not, 
I guess, just, like, not think it is a scam. Right. Yeah. So, let's let's wrap it up because we're going to get to the other two. Mm. So, basically- What's what's the point? We should give the spoiler away, right? Yeah. Like, obviously, we're going to give the spoiler away, but mm. you can go and watch it yourself. There's yeah. many more episodes to go and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this particular one, what was, like, the main- uh, What's the punchline? Yeah, so, they thought it was, like, this big female manipulator that was doing it all, but what they found out was, after all these investigations, they realized, like, the assistant and Wendy had, like, similar speech- Patterns and like similar accents and stuff, and they realize it's all just one dude. So, there's one guy the whole time, yeah, researching all the people, communicating yeah. with them, yeah, um, in different voices, mm-hmm. um, male and female voices, putting on accents and stuff, yeah, just like yeah. thrived on that world building, the manipulation, so, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, it was actually, yeah, like it's pretty crazy that one guy can pull that off. You should yeah. go and watch the episode for sure because. We just gave the punchline away, but like mm. the lengths that the dude went to to get people over there and get money out of them, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Like that guy could probably be an actor or a voice actor himself because, like, he went to such great lengths yeah. to scam people. I know, like, super in depth, just to like. And they said like the critique was on point. Like it was really well, like script writing, like from all like right, the scammers. So the, the guy yeah. that was scamming them was like in on. He was. It was like a passion project for him. Yeah. Like. That's a, a common theme with a lot of these scams is some of them is about money. Mm-hmm. Some of them is about just like class the- and status. They want to just be have some sort of notoriety because they came from like a lower class mm-hmm. um, community or family or whatever. Yeah. So, they they want to be perceived as wealthier than they are. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then some that just like thrive on that control. Like yeah. they just want the whole situation. And some just want the straight up cash. Yeah. Which is like the next guy. He just wanted <laughs> the cash. Right, so this next one was actually pretty interesting because it was like this young uh, six. Well, I think he started off as like fifteen year old, he but he's very young, super super young. Um, but he actually supplied a lot of his own footage, which I think sort of is similar to like young people documenting what they're doing and everything like that. A bit egotistical, like us. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> We're not egotistical. <laughs> yeah, so he was a young guy. He started off. What, what was his first endeavor? He he was in like event planning with his parents and stuff and really loved putting on events and parties. Yeah. Um, I think he was sort of like more of a nerdy type, didn't have heaps of friends in school. And then his way of like building relationships and feeling comfortable and stuff was to throw parties because everyone loves the host. Yeah. He lived like by a lake in Connecticut. So, it was like the perfect sort of like party spot. But yeah, all he wanted was like that popularity. And he's like, how can I become popular? Throw parties. Throw sick parties. Yeah. So, that's sort of how it started. So, his dad was in catering and everything. So, he knew how to, like, throw an event because he used to pitch in with the family business and all that kind of stuff. And, like, from what his parents said, he was just, like, a driven, really motivated young kid. And they're just, like, normal, like, white collar- Not white collar, sorry. Blue collar, like, type parents. Super average. But they were, like- Oh, he's got, like, great initiative. Look at him being, like, this entrepreneur. Yeah, super hustler. So, they had, like, no idea of, like, how much it would spiral eventually. So, obviously, he's in this episode, in this TV show for a reason. So, where did things turn pear shape for this guy? What did he do? What did he do wrong? So, pretty much- as he started to get older, um, around about the 16 years, he started to getting pranks and, like, getting into trouble and, like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, but, like, the one thing was he pulled off, like, this huge prank and then ended up going to court and all that kind of stuff and then ended up having to 
do community service. And the way he thought to do that was throw this big charity ball type thing. Um, uh, so then he put on this huge function, ended up being in the paper, was like really popular around town um, and then ended up being like high school popular as well. Um, and then he was like, I can do this. And then approach like this local club joint called Tuxedo Junction and be like, yo, I can put on this under 18 event. Let me have it. Yeah. And then started putting on all these evenings, all that kind of stuff. So, once he started throwing parties, obviously, he had to get money to throw them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he wanted to start scaling bigger and bigger and bigger. So, he ended up approaching, like, all his friends, um, ended up having this big, like, investment sort of network and ended up raising, like, 120K or something like that. Super crazy. Who were, these must be rich kids yeah, just throwing in 20k a pop just fr- to invest in some party. Yeah, there was the rich kids plus their parents and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, but ended up being the show started falling through and then he started uh, losing some money. And then that's when it all started snowballing. He was like, to all his friends, it was profitable. profitable. Yeah, and- he just ended up, you know, getting in one investor to pay off another. It was just like this endless cycle. But because he's like this young 17-year-old, he didn't realize he was doing anything wrong. He's like, yeah, this is totally how yeah, they do so it. so his parties were actually losing money um, and then telling his friends they were profitable and they were just throwing in more money, more mm-hmm. money. Yeah. And basically, he just started a Ponzi scheme without knowing what a Ponzi scheme was. Um Taking in money from other people to pay off larger debts and mm-hmm. then just building and building and just essentially getting getting into more debt, but throwing bigger parties and leading more people on. Yeah. And um, he just got into a crazy point where he started flipping like fake phones and Beats by Dre. Uh, yeah, like all these fake electronics. And then he started like spending money, so, like buying cars and clothes. And he bought pretty a jet much ski. He did. And that was like his ultimate downfall from the government because they saw the jet skis and saw the spending and they're like- we got to look into this guy. Something doesn't not add up. <laughs> no 18-year-old should have a jet ski. No, no. It- maybe if you're Logan Paul. Yeah, I think if you're one of those influencers, maybe you could have a jet ski and get away with it, but definitely not this guy and definitely not using the investor's money to buy it. And I think it was even one of the investors, which is like obviously one of the kids, um, rode the jet ski as well. So, he literally rode his own jet skis. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, let's let not spend too much time on that one because that guy's a moron. And basically, mm-hmm. don't get sucked into Ponzi schemes. This is probably no. the lesson to be learned from that one, exactly. which is easier said than done. But I guess the common theme with pretty much all of the scams in this TV, TV show is that anyone's vulnerable. Like, you think you're never going to be scammed or conned, but pretty much the most unsuspecting people are the conners. Yeah, I know. Like your childhood best friend. Who would have thought? So crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Man. And this, like, this next one is also, like, a super young dude as well. Um, So, what was the overall scam? So, he was a young guy. Mm -hmm. uh, He broke into the world of, like, really established world travelers, global travelers. They call them, like, extreme travelers because they go to all, I think it's 193 countries. Wow. um, And there's some that you can access, like- once every few years or something like that. So, these are like super that. wealthy elite people that have traveled all over the world, mm-hmm. access places that pretty much 0.001% of people will ever get to. Yeah. 
And this young guy basically made a fake identity and infiltrated them, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, one of the main dudes, like Henry, ran like- It was called the Nomad Mania website. So, he was one of the extreme travelers. He went to like every country by the age of 36. Crazy. Imagine going to every single country. I know. And like when we're watching the doco, I think he had 11 more countries to go before he like hit them like a second time. Mental. But anyway, he had this website and he was like, you know, it's starting to build. Um, he put out like an ad for an internship. And then this guy, uh, Simon Bakeland. Bakeland. Bakeland applied. Um, had like a really impressive CV, was super articulate. Um, and then Harry was like, yeah, I'll put him on board. And then- that sort of like he was intro into the extreme traveling world and started like talking to all these different people um, within the group and then started building all these relationships. So he basically, he must, how did he get into the group though? He had to lie that he went to all these places to like be considered. Uh, like an established world traveler. Eligible to be yeah. in the group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So his whole thing was he sort of had this air of like, aristocrat about him like super wealthy he was like i've been to like 80 countries by the age i was 20 like i spend summers here like so pretty much like name dropping all these random countries that you'd have to be pretty wealthy to go to and like all these super dangerous rare ones um he would be like oh yes i've got a family friend or something like that that will have a permit so we can go there and all that kind of stuff so we'd like make up all these lies and connections yeah super sus so, what was his scam? So, like, how- did, Obviously, the scam was to get money. Mm-hmm. What was his scam? All right. So, basically, his whole gist was because he was super, like, young and wealthy and, like, impressionable, um, he was like, I've designed these trips for you. I thought you'd be interested in going to this place. I thought you'd be interested in going to this place. Let me design, like, you know, a really Itinerary. nice tour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then started, like, I guess- selling them and be like, oh, give me some money and I'll plan this trip for you. Gotcha. So, it was like making custom itineraries, like, uh, I guess, like prepay, like pay before, pay half beforehand Mm -hmm. or or whatever situation. Yeah. And depending on, because they're all extreme travelers and they go to like these really, really remote places and stuff, like some trips, I think Harry, the main guy was like, puts 27,000 pounds and that was only like for three trips. Whoa. Crazy. Um, but there's some people that lost up to like, I think it was 166 euros as well. But he would be pretty smart about it. So, some trips would be successful and then some trips would be like last minute cancellations right. or have like these elaborate stories so of like death in the family. Small small hit rate, small uh, success rate just to get give the impression that mm-hmm. he was legit and then the rest were just unfortunate series of events. Yeah. And then it ended up just being too many fails. Um, and then they started to do a bit of digging and like investigations and things like that. And then one of his childhood friends like was like, who the hell is this? And then emailed like the ex- extreme traveler dude yeah. and was like, yeah, this guy's a fraud. It ended up finding like a tag photo with his sister and it all came crumbling down. It'd be like just Fake a normal blue collar kind of like young dude that hated his like average upbringing and just wanted to be like, rich and wanted to be, you know, rubbing shoulders with the, you know, the aristocrats. Aristocrats. So, Mm. there's a couple of common themes there. Like, that's just three episodes out of the ten. Yeah. So, like, half of them are sort of, like, that style, like, uh, fake identity, trying to scam people out of money Mm -hmm. or experiences and then not pay them back, essentially. Yeah. Um, And then just do it that way. A lot of them are like Ponzi scheme ones where it's all based around debt and just paying off debt 
Um, and it's usually that the person doing it generally isn't aware because they're usually younger, especially in that instance with that story. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to, to think about all the people, all the scammers in every episode and how much intention was behind mm-hmm. it. Like some of them, they just fall into it. They make one bad decision and it sort of yeah. snowballs from there and they get stuck uh, mm-hmm. in a deep web of lies. And then some are like really elaborate planned out scams. Yeah. Well, you have like the first one loved it because of the storyline and the type of manipulation and the control. And like the second one just wanted, you know, the fame and the popularity. Like he thought the money was like a side bonus. He just wanted to be liked by everybody. And yep. then the third guy just wanted like the money, just wanted to. And he hadn't even be- he hasn't been charged yet either. He went to, like, Antarctica with them or something, right? Yeah, like, he went to, like, one of these remote places that you only can go to, like, once every three years and it costs, like, $10,000 or something like that. And still scammed him. Yeah, he was, like, one of the youngest guys there. Mm. All right, well, I wish we had time to do the rest of the episodes. It was hard enough to remember those (laughs) three, to be honest. So, thank you, Sarah, for keeping the notes and letting me uh, remember the episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the show was called Generation Hustle. It's on yep. Binge here in Australia. Mm-hmm. You can ch- check that out. No affiliate link or anything. Bin- no. Hit us up, Binge, I guess. Yeah, why not? We're, we're waiting for you. Yeah, we do um, like the content. <laughs> and then, yeah, I think it's on Hulu or an uh, American affiliate mm-hmm. yeah. channel. Mm. So, cool. Another yeah. episode in the bag. Yeah. Thank you for listening. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, the podcast is now on this new channel, Look Mum, I'm Hustling, a podcast on YouTube. Obviously, you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, but now on Google Podcasts and Pocket Cast. So, we're now on Anchor, and Anchor sends you out to more places. So, shout out Anchor. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So, good, could, good, could, cool, good new things coming up. <laughs> is what I, that's a horrible turn of phrase, but that's what we're ending with today. That sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hit the like button, subscribe to the pod, leave a review. Any sort of button under the screen, just hit that. Yeah. And then exit. And then- That'll help out. We'll love you. All right. See you guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye.